This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. Checking in from Encinitas, California, the birthplace of Davina Eisenman, for a very special podcast uh, revolving an extremely taboo topic known as money. And it's really about how to talk about money with friends and the people that it matters and uh, how to make more marbles, as Brad would like to say. And on that topic, uh, it's I, this is probably the most aligned time ever, especially considering the countdown, which I don't think I'm supposed to talk about, um, on my Start Engine account. So I'm going to explain what this means. But before I do, I went to my Facebook to get a message so I could read it to y'all about this. And when I did, at the top of my news feed is something very interesting and synchronous. This is what it says. It says, U.S. Gov-, it's from HealthyFoodHouse.com. U.S. government finally admits cannabis really does kill cancer cells. And that's also pretty interesting because <laughs> this gives me an opportunity to speak about another money topic which is our partnership with Ned, a CBD company. CBD is a hot topic right now, and I believe the public deserves to know more about it and get more involved with it because of the power of it and because of articles like that are coming out and because it's breaking normal in the most recent current creative constraint of culture and demonizing the plant of cannabis. And it's a very relevant topic right now. And I've partnered with actually one of my friends who's a founder of a CBD company out of one. And in my opinion, what matters with CBD is a very few things for sure. One of them being the source of the hemp itself. And this comes all of the Ned CBD comes from one farm in Colorado that's using really awesome biodynamic practices, even like biannual beets on uh, somehow on the plants and mountain water. And it's a product I believe in. And they just sent my wife like their new women's line, like, like the moon cycle line. That's I don't know if it's out publicly yet. But since this is on top of my news feed, I felt compelled to mention that. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know, I haven't even read that article, but it doesn't surprise me that cannabis could be found to have all kinds of medicinal miraculous properties. There's a reason it was probably buried for so long. So it's good to get to know about this, and I really do believe in Ned as a CBD product. So we have partnered with them on the podcast, and if you want to get 15% off your first order, go to breaking nor- or well, helloned.com slash breakingnormal, and then put in the code breakingnormal, and you'll get 15% off your first order. And I have family members that use it. I use it. Deanna uses it definitely around the moon. And... Now that they have a, a line coming out specifically for women, I'm excited to see what that's all about. I have a feeling they're going to be expanding, um, and I'm excited to be a part of what they're doing. And I actually interviewed the founder, if you want to check out that podcast. His name is Rhett. I think the episode is called um, How to Get a Heart On and Turn Your Job into a Joy of Being. His mom actually had cancer, and he went through the whole gauntlet of finding out what would be best for her. And one of the things he learned about and was, became so passionate about was CBD. And um, from what I know, his mom is now cancer-free. 
And that's really cool to see that there was a correlation and a passion birthed to create a company around that. And yeah, uh, if you're interested in creating companies around a passion, this episode's awesome. And on that passion for me, Breaking Normal, as many of y'all know, there's like it's a, a table that I'm building with this Breaking Normal brand. We have the book and this podcast that are flourishing, the events that have been going on. I've been doing Breaking Normal type of retreats for about over a decade now with our next one coming in Patagonia January 3rd for four nights on the largest lake in Patagonia. I actually see some people that have tuned in from our most recent one in Sedona, Genevieve, Aloha. Patrick, aloha. Oh, for the people that are listening to this podcast intro, I'm on my Facebook Live. I'm mixing up some virtual worlds here. But um, on that note, the fourth leg of this table is the Breaking Normal app. And there's a super unique opportunity right now to invest in the app and not only get equity, get ownership in it, but your investment goes towards a future tribe design. And I'll read, and let me get back to why I had my Facebook open. Let me give you an edutaining summary of the Breaking Normal app. And someone on my Facebook Live says that I really admire your spontaneity. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I, I do aim to be present, powerfully present with what's happening, and that's not always what I planned. A lot of times the best plans are unplanned. So here's an edutaining summary of the Breaking Normal app. And I... By the time anyone listens to this podcast, it's, it might not the opportunity might not be available anymore. But if you're listening to it early, definitely go to let me give you the actually the URL so you can actually just check it out ASAP. Um, Startengine.com/slash/breaking-normal. Super cool site. Super cool company. They basically allow it's like indigo like you, you people can invest and in, it's a regulated crowdfunding where people can invest and not only get equity but they can also get perks and the perk of this one is the money going towards the future tribe design and we have this patagonia on january 3rd on our friends who has had a retreat center on the largest lake in patagonia for the last 47 years and they're selling it and we're going to be doing the last event as they steward that land there to kick off new year's evolution fest 5.0 and Tribe Design 14. Wow, what a journey. And this this way you can get your ticket through the start engine, and that's what I'm pushing y'all to do right now. Do you see me pushing you like a little pat on the butt to go do it? And for y'all that want to know more, here's an edutaining summary of the Breaking Normal app. I actually have it written out here. It's a groundbreaking, authentic, relating social media platform that puts users, users on the spot to answer life's biggest questions in one take in 30 seconds or less. It unlocks, activates, and trains the ability of the users to express intuitively from the heart and gut instead of regurgitating canned responses, paradoxically, from the mind, therefore fostering a community rooted in heart sync instead of groupthink. Side effects include, but are not limited to, self-acceptance through self-expression, profoundly effective and efficient connection, amplified levels of awareness, and increased confidence to be able to communicate more in less time. And, of course, breaks the addiction to approval and the habit-slash-seduction to mindlessly scroll one's life away. And then um, you can test it out. For the people that have iPhones right now, test it out. Get into it. It's an activating tool rather than like a weapon of distraction. And there's, as humanity, we have a huge situation we're facing with having fire in our pockets for the first time. And this fire is a force to be... Respected, respected and reckoned with and used rather than giving it to the children and letting them be used by it and by children I mean you we gotta wake up and become mature with this technology that we're using and the Breaking Normal app is the best way I know to connect 
uh, efficiently with people online and to use it as like an activation for communication rather than just a seduction to get in a hypnotic trance. So anyways, go to the startengine.com slash breaking normal. If you want to get Patagonia tickets, because this is happening uh, pretty fast, if you want to get a ticket specifically for Patagonia, if you invest 2020 before the countdown's over, you'll get one ticket. If you invest 3300 you'll get two tickets. And if for some reason you end up not making it to Patagonia, you'll still have the equity in the, the, the app, along with the amount credited towards any future tribe design, which is kind of a Winfinity no-brainer, also known as an abundant hard-on, hard-on. <laughs> Anyways, I think the time is right for this. I think uh, if you're watching this, and I can speak for myself, I've gotten caught in the habit of using this device right here as uh, a met like uh, as medication, like medicating myself and just distracting myself. And when I'm using the Breaking Normal app, it's the exact opposite. I'm like super activated, super present. And that's what I think we want to start practicing with this fire in our hand, this fire in our pocket. Let's start practicing and using it as a tool for transformation, connection, and evolution rather than a weapon of distraction and, and drifting. And the Breaking Normal app is my call up to that and I'd love to hear how other people are dealing with this and how they're upgrading it and if you want to invest in this technology because I think it's a time right this the time is now for you to do that and maybe join us in Patagonia or a future tribe design to celebrate this was quite the intro and um, I'm good with it I'm good with it Daniel and um, because I'm really good with it because I know what's about to come with Brad is so valuable hold on to your horsies enjoy the ride and keep designing tribes Hello, y'all. I am here with Brad Hart, and we are on the clock. Actually, I think my creative constraint for these shows is usually between 44 minutes and an hour and 11. I like I like the idea of volatility, so I create constraints for that to happen. I love it. This is not going to be the 44. This is going to be the 46-minute edition. Exactly, exactly. And if we were being really bold, we could end it at 4.58, but we both have uh, schedules, new schedules starting at 5. You seem like a very scheduled, structured man. Uh, yeah, you just happened to catch me at the part of the day where I had all my calls back-to-back, -back, so I ended a call early. I paused it until Thursday, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's go on and make this podcast happen and get on with life, you know? I bet, you're, uh, I bet you know how to say yes and no to the things that are most aligned with your heart. Uh, that's, yeah, thank you for that observation. When you say no to the right things, you're also saying yes to the things that matter most. Yeah, I know. I know is really a turn on. I like to look at the word just backwards. Like, oh, this is a, something is getting turned on here by saying no to this other opportunity. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, but there's a lot for us to talk about, but one thing is that Brad, I recently gave him a call because we met a while back at the Kyle Cease event. That's right. The one up in Glendale, I think it was evolving out loud. Man, it's so magical too, because at that point I had left in a very tight financial time in my life. Mm. It was like, it was kind of crazy for me to do it, but JP invited me to go and I was like, shoot, yeah, I'll go. Let's go front row and get these, <laughs> this experience, the front row experience of evolving out loud. And it was so close by. And then when I came back home, I literally, I had the, like one of the, arguably the biggest financial miracle of any, like most people that could ever relate to. And it had to do with Raj. Okay. And right. I highly recommend anyone that's listening to this to uh, go check out the King Magician of the Gift Economy episode with Raj Lahodi, and I dive into the story in depth. But that, and now here we are, here we are later, just, Raj just came to his third Tribe Design in Sedona, 
and brought his partner Mary Catherine and we uh at the very end of it there was like a joke sort of a joke being a seed planted about why don't we just come back with them and live together for a little bit and I, actually we had I've said no to so many things in a way so I can have an open schedule so when a big opportunity is, that presents itself I can say yes to mm. and that was just like an easy yes I'm like especially because I'm in the last bit of my crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. and Raj and I have he, the, being in his presence has catalyzed financial alignment for me so I was like, this is the perfect place to be for the crunch time. And this is where our daughter was born in Encinitas. So it's been, it's, uh, it's been about a year and a half since we've been here. So it's a big deal being here. And then being here with you at this place, at Raj's place, with what your field of mastery, her expertise, her passion is, and having this interview with you seems to be very symbolic to some sort of good karmic pattern that I catch myself in. Yeah. And I think the serendipities are really great. One of the things I love about you, Daniel, is, you know, you reached out to me, uh, just tell me about breaking normal and the things that you're up to. And I actually did say, no, I said, you know, not, not, it's not aligned right now. It's not what I want, but I made sure to tell you, right. Cause a lot of people just flake or ghost and that's just not who I am. Like you took the time and energy to actually share it with me and you did it in such a compelling way. It just didn't fit my parameters for what I'm looking for at the moment. And I think that actually speaks more about people. They're so afraid to tell people no. They're so afraid to like give them a clear, solid answer. But it really shows who your values are in that moment. And you were actually really gracious. You said, you know, I appreciate the, the feedback and the follow-up. Um, and I've actually had experiences with this, this home as well. You know, having, you know, I'm always bouncing around on my scooter. It's how I clear my head. I ride motorcycles too. And I just happened across this when it was, it was on an open house one day. And I got to walk these, these halls. And I had no idea who lived here. But I could... Uh, I could really think of myself, oh man, I could, I could see myself living in this house. And now here I am recording a podcast here with you and all the serendipities and magic continues to unfold. It's a really beautiful thing. I'm happy you're aware of all that too. Cause I, I, I didn't know how deep I could go into this because it's oh, so personal yeah. and you're, you're on track. <laughs> so you're on the track. I am. I'm like, wow, there's something symbolically magical and amazing happening right well, now. I have another one for you. Which Please. Is really interesting. Uh, man, so, the, so, you know, the, on the schedule, the breaking normal schedule is, um, synchronicity yeah that's the schedule well i heard jp was going to be at that event and i had actually met him before because when i was investigating this early on i hired him as a coach mm-hmm. and he's actually a really wonderful coach if you don't know jp sears is uh go check him out his videos are hilarious but he's also a very intuitive and incredible space holder uh he asked great questions and the coaching session that we did do was really valuable for me. So I knew he was gonna be there and I said yes to the opportunity as another way just to, you know, get to say hello to him and, and meet him and that's how I met you. So it's kind of a random set of circumstances that brought us together too. It's really exciting. Well, by bringing in JP into this scenario like you just did, that opens the whole garden of right. synchronicities <laughs> in my life. It, they are so crazy. I mean, w- one of the ways that we really got to know even Raj or got to know JP was through when I did this part. I did a partnered event with JP Sears and Brandon Hawk called yeah. Elevate Encinitas, and Raj brought several people there, and we had quite the dipe, the dipe, the deep dive together. And yeah, the evolution of JP, I, I knew JP before he was known as a comedian Sure. and more of that side of him. And the funny thing, funniest thing is I haven't hired many coaches like for emotional coaching, which is odd because maybe who knows without going into that, I have paid JP for a session yeah. on purpose and I actually did a podcast with it and it was like, what an honor it is to actually the person that I want to invest in is one of my best friends. I want to definitely mm-hmm. say yes to that, but there was something Sometimes that those waters of co- money with friends or money overall seems to 
it, it can get muddied and from my experience and I'd love to I have a feeling you know how to you have a clear yeah. those waters in your life somehow I don't know if they're 100% clear I think they can always become muddy if you're not willing to really explore that that edge and really communicate um, I really believe that in any great relationship there's an ABC right a being agreements not expectations B being boundaries that are clear and enforced and then C being crystal clear communication right so is that in a book somewhere or no I, I love I that formula that, that is you, a yeah. good freaking formula because yeah, I kind of studied this yeah. and I'm like wow once again nice cooperating evidence I feel very affirmed but oh, please keep going yeah so so the ABCs are what come up for me and then you know, when it comes to discussing a professional relationship with friends, you almost have to be able to, to like set that container and say, hey, you know, I, I want us to be friends after this conversation. I want us to continue to grow our friendship. But right now we're talking about a business relationship. Right now we're talking about a professional relationship. So I'm just going to take my friend hat off. And I actually have different hats in my in my office. Like, so I'm on video. I'll actually take the hat off. I'll say, okay, I'm taking off my friend hat for the moment. I'm going to put it back on at the end of this call. But for now, I'm going to wear my business hat. Because right now we got to get really clear on whether this is a good fit to work together or not. What's really going on in your business and what makes the most sense. And the I love this as a metaphor, but are you literally I'm saying literally you have it? Off and put on my so hat. It says do great things on it, so it's like double <laughs> double influence, right? It's, now it's the synchronicity. You said that do great things. What is that about? I've so, seen so many people wearing that shirt around yeah. here, including Raj, and I haven't even asked. So do great things is the motto of the Greatness Foundation. It was founded by my dear friend Mike Sherbakov. I've been on the board now for coming on three years. Mike. When I first started, uh, we were doing house builds down in Mexico. They would take like two months to fill, and we'd do a single house. And now they've booked out so fast, it's like our head is spinning. You know, we put one out. 48 hours later, we have enough people to do a double build and money. So it's been a really wonderful experience working with Mike and them on this um, Greatness Foundation and Greatness Collective front. Uh, but the general idea there is lighting the fuse. So food, utilities, shelter, and education for the most number of people possible. And that's how I love to serve people. Man, and thanks for reminding me of the future that I'm remembering of having Mike on the show. I'm not sure if he's in town right now, but thanks. I, for some reason, we've kind of, we've both traveled so much, but we've mm. crisscrossed, and we I think we're maybe crisscrossing now if he's in town, so. Right on. Yeah, I think he's away at the moment, but he'll be back next week. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, so you were going down. If you, were you able to keep track of the story that you were on before yeah, yeah, I yeah. took us so down that curve? So you were asking about kind of setting boundaries with friends and having that professional courtesy uh, we were also talking about JP. We were talking about coaching in general, how you work with friends. And I think if you can set that proper container and those proper boundaries and just really treat it as a professional relationship, people have more respect for it. And to your point, like with money, yeah, if you're not invested, people pay attention to what they pay for and what pays them ultimately at the end of the day. So if you're not invested and they're not invested, then there can be no real energetic relationship there in that space. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy we're talking. I'm happy this is already a topic of the conversation. And on that note, you have a podcast, right? I do, yeah, the Make More Marbles podcast. Uh, what's the what's the golden thread of that show? So, awesome name, by the way. Thank you, thank you. So Make More Marbles for me was, it stemmed from my experiences with real estate and finance. I was a real estate agent in New York, and then when my dad passed away, I transitioned to finance. I had a hedge fund that did pretty well. We had 106% year. But everything I was doing was from this place of like zero sum. It was like the hungry, hungry hippos grabbing for all the marbles. And one day I, I said to myself, well, what, why, can't, why do we have to just grab for all the marbles? Why can't we just make more marbles? And that kind of stuck with like, oh, that's a really good name. So that became the mission. That became the message that I was sharing with people. And, and originally I just wanted to share that with as many people as possible. So I set a goal that seemed crazy at the time to reach a million people. And it took three years. And then last April, this April actually, uh, 2019, 
with the help of Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and the biggest internet launch of all time through KBB. They did 32 million. Uh, I was able to reach a million people in a month. So I've seen what my original goal was now happen and condense into such a small time frame. And now I'm looking to do it uh, on and on and on, just maintain that consistency of reaching those many, that many people. Um, so, you know, to answer your question for me, it's this idea of let's utilize the resources we have um, to show the world that there's always enough because by working together, we can always create more. Well, congratulations on stewarding that energy and yeah, leading that and being led by it. That sounds awesome. And in the million mark, congratulations on that. I'm curious, when you say reach, is there a parameter that you're yeah, using? Yeah, I just use Facebook. They tell me like, hey, you reached a million people this month or hey. Oh, wow. You okay, know, through nice. ads. And I think we spent like, you know, however much on, on ads is tens of thousands of dollars. And this is your month. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Through So the podcast is one element of that. So that's the, the bigger thing. Uh, the podcast kind of started out as just interviewing really great people that were doing amazing things. Like we had the Virgin... Uh, uh, Galactic CEO on there and Dr. Gundry and nice. a bunch of really heavy hitters. I did like 103 podcasts in the first run. I was doing six every week and every Tuesday I would book my entire calendar out and I would just knock them out. And I was a total disaster at the end of that. Like, just completely out of my mind, exhausted. <laughs> but I, I personally did you do them in person that. only? Oh, uh, no, I did them all on Zoom. All in, okay, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. to me, yeah. uh, that I could see that being extra risky because there's something, I have a Zoom interview right after this, paradoxically enough, which I'm excited about. Mm. I haven't been doing many of them, but mm-hmm. I definitely, if I'm going to judge a pattern in the past that I can upgrade, I have felt more charged doing the interviews in person than when there's just I'm just only in the presence of a phone yeah. physically yeah we haven't quite been able to replicate smell over video <laughs> we haven't been able to quite replicate vibrational energy over video you know and I know Joe Rogan and all the greats do them in person Tim Ferriss flies all over the world to be able to do them in person uh, I agree that's the medium uh, that is ideal but in a non-ideal world or just being able to connect with people who are in other places and quickly uh, we do it the best of what we can with what we got. So, so now actually I'm revamping the podcast after doing that run. It was pretty successful. I enjoyed it. Some of our episodes got tens of thousands of downloads, which I'm pretty happy about. The one that I want to really push next is um, this idea of masterminding. So I've been a part of 27 masterminds over the years. I started nine of my own in places like Bali, China, Greece, Hong Kong, Italy. You could say I'm a master of masterminds, if you will, right? Master marble maker, master masterminder. Um and what I'd really love to do next is share that that methodology with the world because I still only maybe about 40%, 50% of people I speak to actually know what a mastermind is. Or the, if they do know, they don't really know uh, or they've had a bad experience. Right? Can you tell us what you define as a mastermind? Yeah. And I think it's really – we have a lot in common in a way. I've called them different things, but – at the heart of the matter of what I'm doing at the tribe designs or the retreats is a mastermind. But I'd love to hear what a mastermind is for someone that's like, what's a mastermind? Yeah, totally. So a mastermind to me is the highest impact way in the least amount of time to serve the most number of people. And as a facilitator, that's super important because you get to realize like, oh my God, I can create so many more breakthroughs by working together with other people as a leader and a facilitator, pulling the best out of them versus like trying to be a coach or a consultant where you're always pushing, pushing, pushing. Uh, and it allows other people in the group to share their genius as well. And I found over many years of doing this that the biggest breakthroughs don't come from you being on the spot or you being on the hot seat or you having questions asked. It's like when you're listening to somebody else and you're out of it, and your ego is not trying to protect you that you get the biggest breakthroughs. So I always joke with people. I'm like, you're not supposed to get a breakthrough. Don't get a breakthrough unless it's your breakthrough. Definitely don't take notes and definitely don't get any accidental breakthroughs. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. So I want to share that with 
with others. So I created a podcast around it with the enrollment and uh, permission of, of my pod, my mastermind members. We actually run one of the largest masterminds here in San Diego. It's 410 people in it or something like that. We have 15, 20 show up every week. Nice. I've been recording the the sessions. Uh, the Cardiff, California Collaborative Co-Conscious Community or something like that. A bunch of C's because uh, I love alliterations. I adore alliterations as well. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Maybe more marbles and alliterations. <laughs> <laughs> black and white animals, penguins and pandas and polar bears. Anyway. Mm, penguins uh, and polar bears. I talked about those recently because we're going to Patagonia. Nice. We, we've confirmed that. I was nice. t- I was telling you about it when it was more of a concept, but now it's oh, real. Beautiful. And if you turn your no to a uh, double no, which equals a yes, then I'm open to that as well. Oh, appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm, I can always be persuaded again. Don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, you want to go down to Patagonia and hang out in Argentina? That sounds great. Uh, but yeah, so now the idea is to bring that forth as a new podcast. So these little 15, 20 minute sessions, you know, where people are in hot seats, sharing what they they are breaking through on, what they're grateful for their celebrations and then their challenge and then working through that as a group, I think it'd be a really powerful medium. And I'm going to test that out here pretty soon. We've got a bunch of test episodes that went well. So I'm excited. Yes. I, um, I love how fast you <laughs> can communicate in such a short period of time, by the way. Uh, well, I know we're on the clock and I'm from New York. So our top two uh, <laughs> exports are sarcasm and brevity. <laughs> try, to, uh, try to use both. Yes. <laughs> Wow. How, have you lived anywhere else? New York, San Diego? Yeah, I've uh, got 25 countries under my belt there now. There you go. Good question, Daniel. 43 uh, states now. I've lived, you know, like live, quote unquote, in a bunch of places. Uh, my favorites so far have been New York, um, L.A., San Francisco, San Diego. Spent a lot of time in Europe. So Spain, Portugal, I spent some time in each of those and I would really love someday to live in like Japan or someplace like that that has like a very different culture than I have do. Have you been to Japan? By Never chance? been to Japan. That's I just it's so different than anything else I've, exp- I've experienced. At least my perception outside uh, looking I'm, in. Well, I'll tell you what. So I've I think I've been right around twenty countries in every state. So we have, and I bet we could go on. That could be a whole show totally. book in itself. I bet. <laughs> But Mount Fuji in Japan, I definitely think, is on the radar for a future tribe design. I love it. Um, love this is it. along with Patagonia. Like, there's places I, I know that I want to go, and I would rather go with an epic group of people that are masterminding about what matters to them. Dude, if you want to put a mastermind on uh, under the stars in Mount Fuji with, like, the snow gently falling on the wooden <laughs> yes, steps, and I yes. get to write my book, and I'll facilitate mastermind, whatever you want me to do, I'm, I'm there, 100%. Okay, maybe that'll be the next New Year. I wonder where, the, ba- I wonder where the best time of the year to be is there. I want to, I definitely, those primates that are in the hot springs, have you seen these pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That just, I've, I remember myself seeing that in real life, so I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen. But <laughs> Even the monkeys are Zen AF. <laughs> yeah, it looks super special. It looks very special. Beautiful. What are you most, on that note, what, what are you most currently excited about? That's a great question. I, I ask that often. Um, my level of excitement is super high still for Tony and Dean's mission. So I, I was an affiliate for their latest launch, came in number 24. So I wasn't the biggest, but you know, out of 1,100 affiliates, I feel like we had a good showing. And now they're looking for people to spread that message even further, that message of impact and self-education. And, you know, both Tony and Dean have done over a billion in sales. And it's not a marker of like, oh, look at us and look how, how impressive that is. But it's like to impress upon people, like what people can do when they really are aligned. Like imagine a million entrepreneurs on the same journey, on the same mission to like impact people with their knowledge. And that's the message that I'm really grateful and excited to share. Um, and what that looks like is actually becoming a part of their speaker team. So I applied, there were 600 applicants. I got to the top 50 and now I'm, I'm putting my video together actually for the next round to go out to spend time with Dean and the office and really get clear on what that's going to look like. 
uh, and he asked me to apply um, personally when we were in Vegas, actually at the at the affiliate party. So uh, I I feel I don't feel like I'm a shoe in by any means. There's certainly a lot of great competition and wonderful people are going to be there, but I feel really called and stretched in that way and and want to explore that further for sure. So I'm very excited about it. That is awesome. Thank you and for asking. I, I'm not even clear exactly what the I, I've seen sure. marketing around Dean and Tony sure, teaming sure. up on this project, but can once again, once if someone's like, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it actually it was kind of a funny thing. So I do masterminds, and one of my clients slash friends, AJ Mirzad, sent me an email. He's like, "Hey, did you hear Tony and Robbins is doing masterminds now?" I'm like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like, because I'm like a Tony Robbins fanboy. I've been to 13 of his events. I brought over 100 people. I've helped raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for his charities, and I'm just really excited to to do anything Tony related. Because uh, he's a hero mine. He changed my life. So <laughs> I hear that he's doing mastermind.com with Dean and and Russell. I'm like, this is gonna be huge, and it was. I mean, it was the biggest launch of all time. Um, and it's just getting started and these guys are so heart centered and so, um, you know, on mission and on point and they, they definitely aren't doing it for the wrong reasons. So that's exciting because they're already way, way busier than they need to be, you know? <laughs> so they're launching a master, they, it's a mastermind yeah, so it's, to it's, be with them and the way it works. Yeah. How does so there's, this... there's that piece, there's the book, there's the, you know, the, the magazine, there's the podcast, there's all the on this one tour under this platform called mastermind.com, which okay. is originally wow. Russell bought the domain for this project for Tony for his birthday. Cause Tony's leap day, baby. I don't know if you knew that. But no, like, I did not. He's, That's he's like, that that flick yeah, is a thought. Come he, on. He's like actually 15 years old. <laughs> so he's he's grown a lot for his age. <laughs> That's funny. I I got I went to uh, the business mastery in West Palm Beach one year, and I was at the uh, the big. I was part. Of, someone invited me that was part of the platinum group, so I sat front row, and uh, I remember him. I got so much spit on me from him, and I remember being surprisingly not offended. I was just like, oh. That's Tony Robbins spit all over my face right now. Yeah, that's now. just, uh, that's liquid passion. <laughs> yeah, it was a trip, and it was powerful, and yeah, that was in-depth. That was a pretty, I mean, I can see how you are partnered with that influence and that ethos, because I remember that experience, too, being like, wow, people are saying a lot in a short period of time here. Sure. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot being said right now. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying Tony walks on water, or he's like perfect, but he's he's really doing his best to leave an impact and a legacy and help a lot of people, and I think his results over 40 years are, are second to none. You know, there's just nobody like Tony. Well, remember remember in the past at the Kyle Cease event when we were remembering the future? Yeah. <laughs> Lego. Uh, um, the remembering of the future. What what future are you potentially remembering yeah, with so partnering with this? That's get, got your passion so that's flared such a good up. question. Thank you, Daniel. So I get to go on a rant now. Uh, so a year from now. So today I remember this last year being a whirlwind of excitement and polishing uh, what I believe to be speechcraft and the art of getting in front of people and just really giving it all, all speaking from the heart, sharing the impact and the legacy uh, that myself and Tony and Dean all share, as well as the tens of thousands of other people that have enrolled into this program to build this community, this knowledge business community. Uh, we've been able to travel to multiple countries, multiple cities all over the world and share this message. Uh, I've refined my skills and impact to a point where I know that I can move the masses with a message and share my story in a way that's powerful and palpable that people can feel when they're in the room. I know for sure that I have touched many lives and increase my impact uh, in ways that are exponential, creating ripples and domino effects that will long outlast me. And I'm so grateful and happy that I've met my soulmate. I've begun to start a family. 
uh, I'm able to continue to train others to carry the torch because it's not all on me. Uh, we are in this together and we can create this community together and that my mission is now expanded as a result of the legacy I want to leave and the love that I want to give. Wow, come on. So uh, we fully adopted Remembering the Future as part of our like curriculum and our events. Hmm. And for someone that is... Um, <laughs> Not familiar with the exercise. What you just did is what can you? I would love to hear what you believe that. Yeah, exercise what it means to is. me. So Kyle Cease uh, came up with this idea of the Kylego, which is essentially future pacing yourself, where you just kind of go on a rant and talk about all the beautiful things you have in your life as if they've already happened, from a year out, let's say. And it's something that you can do every single morning. It doesn't cost anything. It's not hard. It's just replacing your conscious filter of time distortion, essentially, um, and getting into your unconscious, which is creating that reality in real time. Because our, our words, I don't know if you ever read the book, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot, but our words literally create holographic projections into the future and, and like align time in a way that creates reality. Uh, and that's what the best quantum physics science has to offer right now as far as what's real and how to judge reality. Uh, you know, like Einsteinian and Newtonian physics brought us a long way, but this new world that we're creating is a quantum world, and we're not even really tapping into the potential that we have with our words and creating. But now, what if we are, though? Would that be a way of upgrading that spell or that craft or that word craft? That sure, yeah. If you're fully aligned with the quantum, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, just look where we are. We're in this beautiful home overlooking the ocean in Encinitas having a, having a chat. Uh, and, you know, even a week ago we weren't, you know, we knew each other, but we hadn't really connected. So I feel like I'm already deeply connected with somebody that I haven't even spent a lot of time with. And that's a beautiful feeling. And that's the world we live in today. It's just a, it's a moment of decision away. Yeah. Okay. So I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy that you're so, this is so cool for me because I would like to bounce this idea that I call the truth tense. And that is speaking about the things that I'm ready to let go of in the past. Mm. Um, and speaking about the things I'm ready to embody as they're happening, because that seems to be very correlated. It's like the menu for the meal. And then only in col uh, collectively speaking in we or you format, if I believe I'm saying something empowering, like it's a, like it's a prayer for them. Otherwise, I will... I state it. Does that? Can you give me an example? Sorry. So, mm, on these podcasts, I used to think I used to get distracted about thinking the question I was going to ask instead of being present. Mm. And now I am. I stay as present as possible and stay attuned to what what's what wants to be conversed about through us instead. Mm. And I, that's a statement I'm saying using the truth tense. If I wasn't using the truth tense, if someone, maybe a past part of myself was speaking, would be like saying something like, you know, when you're thinking about what you're going to ask someone and you get distracted from what y'all are actually talking about. <laughs> and I think a lot of people used to speak that way. And I don't know what, and you know, you we are using the, the phraseology word craft. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of like witchcraft, which reminds me of like a spell, which reminds me, yeah. Um, yeah, I believe I, I rarely find I've I haven't found too many people that are as passionate about like linguology as I am, and I have I have as well, and it's super exciting for me to be in the presence of someone that is, in, yeah, my, in my belief. I think the most powerful people in the world create worlds with their words. Yeah. 
I mean, the right phrase, the right audience, the right time, the right passion, just it can create so much. And then the ability to sync it with the feeling coming from our heart rather than it being just a mental conceptual conceptualization, that seems to be uh, a big part of that communication. Like the charging it with emotion seems to be part of the alchemy mm-hmm. of communication for me. Hmm. Not, and not meaning emotion and it needs to be like charged in a way it's like crazy it just like and it needs to be coherent if when it's coherent it's like that much more powerful when the menu actually describes the meal it is it's a, a good thing is happening yeah when everything's aligned magic happens <laughs> yeah there you go there it is and we break normal and make magic <laughs> oh man how, on that note how are we doing Sport 41 <laughs> alright so we got 19 more minutes to make some magic what do you say what do you want to conjure next Daniel hmm well, one thing is you invited me to this event that you just executed this That's weekend, right. and Thank I you. was yeah. wanted to go. There was like this mental part of me that wanted to go, but what was going on overall, I wasn't able to make it. Understood. Yeah. And uh, so maybe we're equal with our nose on that. Yeah, hey. <laughs> um, but I am very curious of what was the golden thread? How was the experience for you? What was it? Because um, I'm curious because you're such a good communicator, and I I can really empathize with someone that just ran an event. Mm. Yeah, and I'm actually still very tired from it, believe it or not. Uh, but I am getting better. I took a good nap today. But, yeah, when you have so many things coming together, 25 people coming in from all over the world, um, you know, you rent a house, you cater it, you – you know, put it together in the way that it needs to be, make sure that everybody has everything that they need and really just holding space and caring for people and hanging out with them. It's a very different type of event. You know, a lot of times you can go in, speak, and then you're good. But with this, I was kind of on for three days and that led to additional complications. So what the event was, was something I wanted to do for a very long time. It was called the 3G weekend. And I had this idea that I wanted to talk day one about generating day two about growing and day three about giving money, right? Because I feel like if you haven't mastered all three, entrepreneurship, investing in philanthropy, you're going to have a really um, hard time finding both the success and the fulfillment that you really desire. Because, you know, plenty of people make a lot of money and they're just not fulfilled, right? And then there's people who think that money can't buy happiness. Well, I would say to them, have you tried giving enough away yet? You know, and then finally, you need to be a wise steward of wealth, right? We've heard of the parable of the talents, you know, people who do well with what they are given are given more. So if you can master all three, then you're truly uh, a force to be reckoned with in the world and can create a lot of wonderful things. And uh, I found that to be true in my own life. You know, I've had the the making money background. I've had the, the growing money background. And I've now had the philanthropic giving money background. And I wanted to share that in a condensed format with people. And I learned a lot because I had this this idea for a long time. I learned that people are at different phases and they're interested in different things at different times. And I learned that um, as much as I want that to be the case where I can meet all those people where they're at at the same time, it's just not the case, right? Those are separate, separate things. And even though people got a lot of value out of the weekend, I don't know if I would do it the same way again, but I'm so glad I did it so I could get it out of my inbox of things that I've always wanted to do and just, is it going to work or not? Uh, So if I did it again, it would be slightly different format and it would be more focused on different parts of that or maybe it would be over a longer timeline. Okay. Well, I've been asking plenty of people that attended our last experience in Sedona a set of three questions. And I'd love to ask those about you Please, for yeah. your for your own event there. What was the most challenging part? What was the most rewarding part? And what 
would you have done differently if you were in your shoes? Yeah, so, great question. Yeah. So uh, most challenging part, I had a co-lead or facilitator that was kind of going to be backing me up on um, all the various aspects of the event. So both speaking and then enrolling and just, you know, being a facilitator of the event. And he got sick the second day and literally couldn't get out of bed. So like day two and day three, he was out of commission. Uh, so that was very challenging having all that fall on my shoulders all of a sudden when I had been relying on, on, on his input. Uh, and I was upset about it for a minute. I got over it. Um, but it, it just felt like there was so much untapped potential at that perfect crux of, of a point. And then I actually had a, a meeting this morning uh, with Lisa. My, uh, I guess she's an energy healer. She was recommended to me and I hired her. I just felt like it was really strong and whatever she did just knocked all that out of me. And I just felt really at peace and tired and like accepting of the whole thing. Uh, Cause I was going to like try to scramble and get everybody on the phone and, and just have more conversations. And I, and I will follow up with some people, but it won't be out of a place of scarcity. It'll be out of a place of service and abundance again, which is my more default mode. Um, Cause I think when you first come out of an event you're like, Oh man, we just broke even and we worked so hard on this. And I just, you know, you want to pull a rabbit out of the hat and it's just not happening easily. So you feel like you're in friction and flow. So that would be something I would definitely do differently next time. Uh, having learned that is, you know, two is one, one is none. I already knew that, but also just creating an event structure that is very simple, accessible. There's not a lot of moving parts. And if one of them goes wrong, it doesn't kill the whole event. You said two is one, one is none. What? Yeah. That's an old like military saying, you know, if you have two of something, you really have one of something. If you have one of something, you really have none of something. Cause if something goes wrong, you need the backup. Okay. Okay. Wow. And then, so to full full circle it back to the truth tense, because I have a feeling you're interested. <laughs> you you were saying so. My theory is that if you even listen back to this, you were saying like you know when you this happened you 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 that I wonder if you said I and then you put it in the past tense, how much distance you would even more get from that mm. energetic experience. And I think it's cool that you had a session today with someone in town and it didn't seem like you know exactly what happened, but it seemed like it worked. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll, I'll answer the first point first and then we'll get back to Lisa. Um, so the first hey, point Lisa. is, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to everything went really well, honestly, like people had a great time. They got a lot out of it. Uh, they were super glad they came. They loved the community, they loved the house, they loved the event. That was all great. If I was to change something, I noticed that I, I get a little stressed out when things don't go according to plan and that can affect my performance. So instead of focusing on what I can't control, it's focusing on what I can control and doing that in the moment when I, when it gets hard and when it is emotional uh, and not being so tied to the outcome, but just doing my very, very best. And as long as I've done my very, very best, I can leave knowing that, you know, I feel good about it and I can do better next time. So Lisa <laughs> was recommended to me by a dear friend of mine named Steve, and he's a venture capitalist, you know, a beautiful man, uh, makes tons of money, super heart-centered. We met through a really big um, ma uh, mastermind organization called the Mavericks, and Steve recommended, after I posted about some of the issues I was going through with anger, uh, which is, has to do a lot with my childhood and how I grew up, He's like, you just need to talk to her. Like, I've tried everything, and, you know, she's the only person I recommend, and she's super woo and just for you. I'm like, okay, cool, <laughs> you know, because he just knows I'm that kind of logical left-brain guy, and he's like, don't try to make sense of it. Whatever she does, it works. Just trust me on this, and I'm like, okay, cool, and she was not cheap, so I trust him a lot, <laughs> but 
whatever she did this morning fucking rocked my shit. I'll tell you what. The, um, are you? Do you want to share? Because yeah. now I'm ex- the yeah, curiosity yeah, yeah. So, is growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if I had to describe her methodology, it's it's part NLP because I'm trained in NLP and I noticed some of that. But it's really just like talking to your body energetically and tuning in to what's going on and then asking it questions until it can release things like, Hey, is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? And it's checking in with all the different systems and all the different parts of you and kind of, you know, quickly going through the, you know, the, the workflow and diagnosing where the blocks are and how to clear them. And once they're cleared, it's a really radical experience. So I had like sensations of energy flowing through my body. I had sensations of things releasing when she was just talking about them and, you know, what I can write off to suggestion and hypnotic suggestion, I will, but, you know, generally is very effective regardless of the technique and the methodology. Uh, so I, I feel really supported in that way. And I, I'm really grateful that I invested in that. Yeah, man, come on. And that's, that's a big part of what we focus on, on our events as well is getting people to let go of the story of the sensations in their body and rather than just, and rather amplify them. Mm hmm just sensationalize your experience of being here how can you welcome what's happening (laughs) yeah exactly you like increase it amplify it as scary as it is and and i think we hold there's usually a space that's so supportive to that happening so i can i can probably resonate with what you're saying yeah that reminds me a lot of the sedona method which i know you're familiar with sedona method exactly (laughs) the first thing you need to let go of in the sedona method is hail dwaskin's laugh (laughs) <laughs> oh, there you, go. you hear that and you're like how am i supposed to meditate with this guy <laughs> so i i don't know about i for the sedona method i was just for the sake of synchronicity since we just did our last event in sedona but i'm not familiar with that outside of yeah so that actually is it's a really simple methodology to just let go of your emotions by welcoming them um oh, cool. can i let this go will i let this go when now and it's just this process over and over and over again of you know re- allowing and releasing whatever shows up as opposed to fighting it, pushing it down, you know, resisting it. I wonder if it has anything to be tied with the place of Sedona. Uh, yeah, I think the the company was um, tied there or, or somehow anchored there. Although I, I don't know, it was many years ago. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in checking out the work, you just Google Sedona method. It's really uh, valuable. I've, I've found it. I actually listen to their paraliminals and hypnosis almost daily when I take my naps in the middle of the day. <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Sedona, funny enough, I don't know about, once again, this is the first time I've heard about that phrase, the Sedona method, but Sedona itself has that uh, effect, I would say, yeah. on a lot of people. I've heard and, that. And then secondly, your naps that you take during the day, is that, is that a ritualistic um, yeah. practice? So it's either coffee or naps, and I prefer naps. Okay. I don't get to, I don't, you know, I got to have one, and it's going to be naps for me. Yeah, my least favorite time to drink coffee is when I'm tired, mm-hmm. and my... Uh, favorite part about not drinking coffee is drinking it again (laughs) 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 which i've experimented with both recently coffee is a a strong one yeah i was up to four uh, espressos a day so i was doing two doubles a day i had the beautiful machine and the best beans that were flying from new york like i was a a total coffee snob for years and i gave it up in december uh and after the headache subsided i you know just took me like six months to get back to where i felt like my adrenals were and you know my cortisol levels were at a normal level and now I'm just really good at napping during the day. So I have my like super blackout eye masks. I've got my headphones. I've got my paraliminals, my hypnosis. I can be out in like 10 minutes and sleep for a good 25 minutes. And I'm like really recharged. I took one earlier today before my three o'clock call. 
And are you not drinking coffee or ca- any zero form caffeine. of caffeine? Yeah, zero caffeine. Zero a, little bit of caffeine. Ca- a little bit of cacao here and there. I uh, which is does that ha- have caffeine or not? Yeah, small amounts. Yeah, for sure. I'm confused. About, it has theobromine. I, yeah, it has theanine. I know it has theobromine, but that, anyways. Yeah, just it's it's a lot less than coffee though. <laughs> yeah. So when I stopped drinking coffee for this last uh, a recent moon cycle, I definitely used cacao and tea, which is has caffeine in it, but. Yeah, that zero, out of all exogenous substances I've taken a break from, um, caffeine has the most physical effects. I've never uh, gone off, like, opiates or anything like that. Yeah, but I'm really confident that they're going to come out five, ten years from now and say that caffeine is one of the most addictive substances and, like, a scourge on our society. It, the only problem with it is that it's so productivity-enhancing that nobody in our Western culture is willing to, like, you know, really go to bat and say this is a bad thing. But I think it's really jacking people up in the wrong way. At least for me, it was it was mostly anxiety producing. Yeah, it would keep me more productive, but I wasn't getting the sleep. I was having more health problems. And, and once I gave it up, I just felt way more like myself and not irritated with things as much, not angry as much, not anxious as much. Um, and I was able to more quickly move through those emotions than when I was really jacked up. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I love coffee. I love it. And what I'll say about it, rather than it's, if it's good or bad for anyone, I do think it's the most controversial, like commonly consumed. Yeah, we all take it for granted. And culturally, like yeah, yeah. supported. Yeah. Like smoking cigarettes is much more taboo than drinking. Or totally. Smoking tobacco or ganja is much more taboo, I would say, than drinking coffee. Hundred percent. I'm not. Sh- I'm not saying one is more impactful than the other. Yeah, I will say I think getting off caffeine is harder than getting off cannabis or tobacco. Yeah, it's very. That's addictive. what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's like a foregone conclusion that everybody drinks it and it's okay. I think we're gonna have to check in with that as a society at some point. In my own, you know, estimation, I'm not demonizing it whatsoever. I'm just saying that the way people use it is abusive, <laughs> and uh, it's more like used as a drug than as a you know a flight of fancy, if you will. On another note, is that a real bird that I'm seeing on that pole out there? Do you see that? I thing? don't see that bird. Yeah. I think I think the acid is taking hold. Down. Oh, there he is. Now <laughs> I see him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're not I, hallucinating. <laughs> I used to track an osprey around here, and there's a pretty cool bird just sitting on perched up on the pole over there. Yeah, I was actually it was behind the 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 slat, whatever you want to call that middle part of the door there, so I didn't see him right away until I moved my head. <laughs> Well, you know, we're coming on this clock real quick here. And with a few minutes left, um, I don't know if you checked out the Breaking Normal app and or if there's anything else that you want to bring to the communication. But I, I you, were, you were asking, you know, we have 19 more minutes. What are we going to conjure up? One thing, I, I'm very passionate about the project that I ex- um, told you about. And if you have any feedback or anything to add to that concept of getting people on social media showing up in a live way but it's not, it doesn't have to be live it's just like an, it, it puts them on the spot at, to speak from the heart fully seen no edits no double takes and like making that the new form of communication on social media I'm passionate about that topic and I want to talk about it and I know that you took a look at it. So mm-hmm. if there's any feedback, ideas, I'm here to hear it. Yeah, I appreciate that question. And uh, while I didn't bring any notes or prepare anything, I think my first gut check and, um, you know, looking through the app was that, you know, any, you know, design notes and things that I'm not qualified to answer for aside, like I know it's in beta and it's still moving towards, you know, a more completed version. Uh, I think the concept is amazing. I think that it's definitely a need that people have 
And I think what is going to really help enroll people into the possibility of using it more is showing it in action, showing some of the results people are getting, um, and just having people who, you know, have no tie or, or incentive to it really just sharing their experience of how it helped them break through whatever they're dealing with. And, and the more of those types of scenarios you can present to people, um, and maybe they were in there and I just missed them, but the more of those scenarios you can present to people, I think the more enrolled they'll be in, in trying it and really using it with their friends. Cause it, it can be a little bit, you know, for some people, especially people who are socially conscious or awkward, uh, a little bit nerve wracking to like present a new thing that they're not sure about. But it's really easy to be like, oh, you guys want to play, you know, cards or you guys want to play, you know, like we had this game called um, You Gotta Be Kitting Me that our friend Justin came up with. He's like a professional game designer and he does all these really cool game projects all over the world. And we were able to play that over and over and over again. It brought us closer together. So like for that, it's a really easy sell. And for a new game, it's a really hard sell. It's like really hard for us to get out of our rut of playing that over and over again. Um, So that would be what I would say is like, how do you... How do you translate those benefits into a transformational statement or story that enrolls people into that possibility? Uh, and the only other thing I would I would pay attention to is just getting user base, right? Getting onto shows, talking about it with people, um, you know, doing challenges maybe or a Facebook group or some way to leverage current media to to bring attention to this new media you're you're looking to create. Uh, yeah, I meant to. I'm gonna the seed planted to start playing the breaking normal game with some of my podcast guests. That's a cool idea. I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that feedback. And I know we're getting real close to our course. time here. And um, yeah, it is. I, it's been surprisingly. I'm I'm shocked by how intimidated people are to do that v- video. Basically. Mm-hmm. That is one of the gaps that we get to bridge. And I do think that on the start engine page I sent you, there is a testimonial video, sure. but we can, like I said, we can start doing it live on the podcast. I think that's a great, strong suggestion. I think it's really cool. I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to wrap up, I, I've been, this is, I'm so grateful for the experience and for you having me over here. And I know this is just kind of like, Hey, we got an hour to kill. Let's do it. Uh, an hour to fill. An hour to fill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Feed two birds with one seed. I kill two birds one <laughs> I stuff. like that one. Yeah, I borrowed that from Mike. Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. If anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm easy to find on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash Brad Hart. So send me a note if you're listening and I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and you're that's how I reached out to you. So thank you for being responsive and clear, crystal clear with the communications and the ABCs that you, uh, the new ABC, the new breaking normal ABCs that you illuminated for us today. Thank you for that as well. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, y'all. Keep breaking normal. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.